to me. Live from the Twin Cities, we are the Daves you know. This is the Daves I know. You want me to be that type of dude, and I want to be who you like me to, but we both know I can't do nothing at all. I know podcast. We have the regular crew here today. Jess, how are you doing, Jess? I am phenomenally sweaty. I just got home from dance, last dance class before the big performance this weekend. And um, let's just say I brought it. Right on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where, if people wanted to uh, uh, to see this, where would they go? Can you can you, oh. can you do a, a, a yeah a plug for it? Uh, yeah, I'll plug. So it's this Saturday, which is the 12th of August at the Poor House in Minneapolis. Um, you can get tickets by going to www.theroseacademy.com and uh, finding tickets for the summer soiree. The doors are at 6, show is at 7, and it will be my first um, debut Burley One Um dance recital and also including several professional performers as well yeah so you want to check out some uh awesome burlesque go check it out poorhouse poorhouse is actually a really cool venue too for for stuff like that so they do uh yeah there's a baseball thing i go to every year that they have like they have a cool stage and they kind of move around it's not super crowded so yeah that's awesome yeah i'm nervous as fuck cool well support jess uh yeah and go hang out um Sport burlesque. Uh, MJ, you're back. How you doing, bud? I'm very hungry. I've had a very busy day of working on bicycles and uh, uh, taking naps to recover from all the soccer I've been watching. And so, uh, yeah, I've, I've had a bowl of Cheerios and uh, some trail mix, and that's about it. So, uh, anywho, uh, I, I was going to cook dinner, and I had dinner partway cooked. And then I realized I hadn't done any work on the agenda. So, you know, you guys come first. And it's a rare moment where uh, my hangriness has not consumed every thought in my being. All right. So I, we have a hangry MJ on the podcast tonight. Good to oh boy. know. We will try. We'll try. We'll try and get through it as quickly as possible so you can uh, eat some dinner. But so let's let's just jump in. Um, Columbus three, Minnesota United FC three, um, four, three to the loons on penalties. This happened on Friday night. Franco Fragapane, Joseph Rosales, and Michael Boxel came into the lineup, uh, replacing Kervin Ariaga, who we'll talk about in a little bit. DJ Taylor and, uh, Bakai Debasi. Um, no words on, obviously DJ Taylor is also out with a, a face laceration. Uh, no word on why Bakai Debasi was out, um, other than it was just maybe like some giving him some time. Um, he's played a lot coming back from injury, so um, good for him for taking some time off. But we get Boxel back in the lineup, Rosales obviously for Ariaga, and then um, Fragapane, an interesting mix in there. So, yeah. Um, also, uh, Dotson moves back to center mid since he doesn't have to play uh, left wing. Fragapane's back. And uh, 
you know, Rosales uh, is at left back because we'll get to that later. Absolutely. Uh, so game starts off. It's a pretty back and forth affair. Um, in the 11th minute, Minnesota gets a penalty call, um, which is overturned by VAR. MJ, uh, <laughs> you had some thoughts on this. Well, it was called a handball, but anyone who could see it, not just in slow motion, but but really live, would would see that it's a butt ball. Now, I have the benefits of instant replay, not slow-mo, like, but just seeing it live and having the camera really zoom in. I don't know how far the referee was away. If the referee was far away, it probably looked like a potential handball. You call it, let VAR get it right. Not problem. Don't have a problem with the call. Don't have a problem with the VAR process. Um, but what is interesting is Pookie just hits it at, at Walker Zimmerman's butt. So it was, it was a butt ball. You know. Now, to be fair, he was trying to score, and Walker Zimmerman, Zimmerman is sliding on his butt, and he does the right thing. He he blocks the ball, but yeah, it was a butt ball. Fair enough. Um, but a few minutes later, Minnesota gets the opening goal. Um, Bongi. Uh, so this is a a great ball from Ray. He has a just absolutely amazing turn with a brilliant pass to Puki, who sees a ball, who sees Bongi sort of like on. So when this ball gets to Puki, Bongi's on his left. Puki kind of comes around to his right and um, makes an absolutely perfect perfect ball onto Bongi. Honestly, when this happened, like, and then Bongi um, beats the goalkeeper uh, to the goalkeeper's right, um, you know, to the, to the, on the left-hand side. Honestly, when this goal was scored, I assumed he was offside. Um, I just, I was like, you know, the defender put his hand up and I was like, oh yeah, Bongi's clearly offside there. And they, when they did the, they you know did the, the VAR sort of reviews thing it in the or on the replay of the the match, um, clearly he was onside. It was just an absolutely amazing ball by Ray, uh, amazing pass by Pookie, and a great amazing run by Bongi, and even a better finish by Bongi because he was not in the middle of the pitch. He was he was on the left hand side of the pitch, and he had to make a, a, a pretty much a perfect uh, shot to to beat the, the Evan Evan Bush the goalkeeper for Columbus. Yeah, I mean. Great turn, like you said, from Reynoso. But before the great turn by Reynoso, Fragapane on defense, on the right-hand side, things kind of got turned around. He ended up needing to be on the right-hand side of things. And he's the one who steals the ball and gets it to Reynoso. And great pain, playing some defense. We, I have talked about his improved defense this year. He's tracking back well when when healthy. It's nice to see him back in the lineup. Uh, but, Zeller, you said it, that – not just the turn, but that pass from Reynoso. It goes over about four or five yellow jerseys. Completely clears the completely clears the midfield of Columbus. And and, and Puki, yes, he had to track it down. He had to run and, and and match and get to it. But I mean, right right in stride, right on his uh, right outsole. A really great catch and control by Puki. And then Bongi was running middle, and he has the wherewithal that his lane won't be there anymore in the middle. He doesn't just camp in the middle camp in the like best shooting lane possible where Puki can't get him the ball. He drifts outside a little bit. He drifts right. And when he drifts right, Fragapani knows that I'm just going to stay on the right side where I was playing defense because now Bongi's on the left. I'm going to stay right. Um, and so Frank Payne making the dummy run, you know, and it all comes together with, with that nice chip by Bongi. Yeah. And so Minnesota, uh, you know, pretty much they, they did a really good job controlling this game. It was back and forth. Obviously, I think both these teams were up for it. Um, in the 42nd minute, though, uh, right before halftime, Columbus uh, gets the equalizer. Um, Amundsen um, gets the goal 
from this one. Um, not, not the first time that he will be involved in uh, an action with Minnesota. Um, I don't, I don't really remember this goal. Uh, we were at the black card. I, I kind of, I was kind of paying attention, but um, one of those goals that's right before halftime, which feels like a, you know, a, a dagger, if you will. So not to the heart. Is, is passing back and forth with Dotson, trying to break out of their half of the field. And Dotson sees an opening to pass to Ray. Ray doesn't come to the ball, and that allows Amundsen to jump in for the steal. Um, he has the give go with Cucho, um, and which when when Reynoso doesn't come back to the ball, he hoses Dotson and he hoses Zarek Valentin. They're both in a like cutting forward to passing lanes, not in defensive positions. And he hoses Boxall too. So Boxall and Tapias were the only two back. It was a four on two after that uh, turnover. So uh, Reynoso doing great things on the offense, then not so well on the defense half of the field, as usual. Right on. So they go to uh, halftime, tied up 1-1. On uh, the second half, comes out, and it's Columbus on the front foot. Um, Alexandru, Alexandru Matan, assisted by Darlington Nagby, um, for giving Columbus the lead, 2-1 uh, at the 51st minute. Yeah, uh, and what a backheel assist by Darlington Nagby. Trap on the aggressive step up, and sure enough, that aggressive step up, you should be letting Bongi, you know, press that. You should be letting, you know, Reynoso press up there. The the fact that he feels he needs to double team someone and, and jump up there is beyond me. And then, sure enough, as the passing sequence goes for to take nothing away from the great passing sequence that Columbus had, Trap is the one that isn't getting back to Matan on the, on the, you know, just really inches away as Matan scores the goal. Uh, but not more than three minutes later, Bongi with his sixth goal of the competition, um, his, a, his league's cup golden boot leading sixth goal at the time, uh, goal of the competition. Uh, he has this, so Rosales, so there's a, 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 you know, Minnesota works the ball forward. Rosales crosses into the box. Uh, I was just rewatching this. Bongi makes a super aggressive play at this ball. Um, Evan Bush, the goalkeeper for Columbus, doesn't quite commit to it, but he also comes out. Um, there's a defender coming in, and Bongi um, goes all in on this ball and uh, and gets it to the, um, you know, finds Rosales, the ball finds Rosales, Rosales' ball, finds Bongi at the back post. Um, Bongi sort of is banged up, you know, for, for his efforts, but that is a absolutely amazing um, striker goal for, for Bongi. Yeah, incredible work by Rosales. Not to be outdone, 83rd minute, Christian Ramirez. Of course, it has to be Christian Ramirez. I mean, he asked him not to. Yeah, so he steps up. Uh, he scores a goal doing what he's a he's a, a poacher striker, um, a ball that is is, is uh, crossed into the box. Superman's right there, unmarked, um, and he taps it in for a what – Looked like at the time, and especially at the Blackheart, a game-winning goal for Columbus uh, in the 83rd minute. This was a really great team goal by by uh, Columbus. A lot of great passes. Um, I forget the name uh, of the the left wing that got Ramirez the ball, but uh, yeah, what what a great what a great goal for Superman. Yao Yao Yaboa. Thank you, Yaboa. Yeah, I. What really bugs me is Tapias has his face to the net and 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 head turned towards the ball. And so because his butt isn't to the net, he cannot see both Ramirez and the ball. 
he 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 doesn't have a visual uh, range of motion with his neck to see both the ball and Ramirez to know where he needs to be. Um, and that's just, that's very shitty uh, defensive discipline. Um, and I don't blame Tapias on this because this has been a, a team-wide problem for years. Um, this is a Sean McCauley issue. And just when we thought Minnesota was done, they were not done. Uh, 91st minute goal from Hassani Dotson. Um, I like to call this goal. Ray draws all the defenders, passes to Dotson at the top of the box, and Dotson just you know puts the ball on frame. Uh, his shot is slightly defected, deflected, uh, but finds the back of the the back of the net. Uh, and Minnesota gets a gets a three three draw, which sends the game to penalties on this uh, in this league's cup. I thought Dotson had a great game. It was well deserved for him. But yes, it is Ray drawing all the defenders. You described it well. Yeah. Um, so because it's the League's Cup, uh, there is no extra time played in the game. Um, so it goes straight to penalties. And uh, Chicho Her- Hernandez scores his first penalty for uh, Columbus. Reynoso answers. Uh, Christian steps up and scores his. Joseph Rosales answers. Um, Alexandre Baton scores his. Michael Boxall steps up and answers. Uh, and then we get Kevin Molino stepping up to the penalty spot. And... Dane St. Clair goes out and gives Molino a hug, uh, saying hi to his old friend. And then Molino proceeds to completely miss it. Or, you know, Dane St. Clair makes a save on this penalty. Um, however, Mender Garcia steps up and Mender Garcia misses his penalty. Uh, the next Columbus uh, player, Stephen Marrera, uh, misses. He, he, misses, he completely misses the frame. Um, and then Bongi, with a chance to win, uh, also completely misses the frame. Finally, Malte Amundsen, the guy we talked about earlier, steps up. Dane makes it. He has a terrible penalty. I don't understand exactly where he was trying to go, but Dane makes the save. Um, if you watch the replay, he grabs his balls several times <laughs> in reference oh, to that. Yeah. Amazing. And then uh, <laughs> and then Miguel Tapias steps up and he converts like- his penalty. Yeah. Uh, and then Miguel Tapia steps up and converts uh, his penalty to the left corner. He basically just passes the ball into the back of the net. Evan Bush guesses the wrong way. And Minnesota wins 4-3 on pens. Coming back home to Minnesota to play Toluca um, tonight, if you're listening to the podcast. So there you go. Anything on the penalties, guys? Uh, just that it's somewhat disappointing that Bongi, after scoring a brace, and yes, after his second goal due to the uh, both a collision with the defender and the goalkeeper, Evan Bush, uh, and just exhaustion. I think he went down holding his calf. Um, and uh, yet, despite with how tired he was or possibly uh, playing with a little bit of an injury, they selected him. I don't have a problem with selecting him, but it's just like you scored a brace and then miss your penalty. Uh, you know, what's your final grade for for Bonke in this game? So high. <laughs> Which gets us to our, our Freddie Adus. Yeah, so I'll just say Bongi ended this match, um, Golden Boot leader as of at, as the end of that match with six goals in three games. Um, I think Messi has passed him um, with his results the other day, uh, but Bongi has a chance to take that back this uh, tomorrow or today if you're listening to this podcast uh, against Toluca. So, uh, who are you giving your Freddie of the Do uh, to this, of this game, MJ? If you're, you're apparently not Bongi up here, you know. 
Uh, no, uh, listen, MJ Anon has been rampant with what have you done for me lately? You know, the, they have such a short attention span. They don't remember the brace that Bongi scored to get them into the position. It's just like, oh, Reynoso, Dotson, and yes, Tapias to score the goal. You know, they just, MJ Anon, it's like so short attention spans. Um, so, I mean, I would probably give it to, to, to Bongi, but, um, not speaking for MJ Anon, I will just say Timu Puki has done so much to, yes, be a threat, but how he times his runs, where he runs, the space he creates for the other attacking players in the attacking third. And and honestly, like this game, a lot more passing and assisting, um, I think, is being underlooked. Not, not looked at all, but underlooked or underappreciated. So Timo Puki gets my Freddie Adu. Is that MJ Anon or you? Sounds like uh, MJ Anon. This, this is this is me. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for clarification. Jess, who you got? Okay. Well, I feel like I can't really pick one because I knew the score before I watched this match. And it's one of those matches that I feel like at some points I was really, really thankful that I already knew the outcome. And at other points, I was like, oh, man, I, if I didn't know that this was going to happen, I would be so much more excited right now. So um, when I don't have like, you know, when I'm not watching the match in real time or like I already know, don't already know the score, I feel a lot more inclined to like call players out good or bad. So I'm going to abstain. Give it to Bongi. Say Bongi. My Freddie do is oh, Christian Ramirez. Okay. My Freddie do is Christian oh. Ramirez. So there's that. <laughs> uh, all right. So that means that Minnesota advances to the next round of the tournament, round of 16. Uh, they face Toluca. Like I said, if you're listening to this podcast on Tuesday, we are playing them at 7 p.m. tonight. We'll talk about them in a little bit. Um, let's jump on to MNUFC 2. They beat North Texas SC two to one. Uh, the first time we've ever beaten North Texas uh, in MLS Next Pro. Cameron Dunbar gets a brace for the Tunes. They are currently sitting fifth in the Western Conference, uh, eight seven five after this game um, on thirty one points. But MJ, you have an update after Sunday's game. Uh... They were San Jose and Houston had games in hand. They hadn't played yet that weekend. So after they played, San Jose and Houston both win. So they leapfrog the Twoons, and now they are back in seventh place, still in the playoff race, still in a playoff spot, but not as nice as fifth. All right. Uh, their next game is Wednesday, August 9th, uh, 9 p.m. versus LAFC 2. Uh, I believe that game is on the, if you go to MLSNextPro.com, I believe you can watch it there attention on Apple, but I probably not. Uh, other MNUFC2 news, they announced today that the club has extended the loans for defenders uh, Juan Mosquera and Jeremy Rodas. Um, both backline players will have their loans remain through the end of the year. Uh, so yeah, I think they had some, they had options on those that they needed to exercise. And so yeah, so they'll be with MNUFC2 at least through the end of the uh, next pro season. All right, 
Other United news. All right, we talked about it very, we, we kind of alluded to it. Ariaga was not in the lineup. He tore his meniscus. He is out for the remainder of the season. Not great. Not great. Which brings us to our other bit of a Minnesota United news is the Loons made a trade on trade the, the trade deadline day for, or the, the um, transfer deadline day for Jan Gregus. Um, Gray Goose obviously played for Minnesota from 2019 to 2021, I believe, or 22. Um, uh, Minnesota sending, he was playing for Nashville, or he was rostered with Nashville, he hadn't been playing a ton. Uh, Minnesota sending Nashville a second round pick in the 2024 ML Super Draft uh, and $75,000 in 2024 general allocation money, or GAM, WAM, BAM, thank you, ma'am as we refer to it here. So, uh, Gregoosh back in the lineup. Oh, you know what? Sorry. We totally missed Jess is hot or not. So Jess, I'm sorry. I totally missed that. No, it's totally fine. I was going to tell you at the end and then we could cut <laughs> it in. Yes. What's so, okay. So they, so Minnesota gets, they lose Ariaga for the season. They're bringing in Gregoosh to replace, basically, I think to replace Ariaga or, or the the backup to Rosales, et cetera, in the in the uh, uh, in the midfield. But for the previous game, let's get to Justice Hot or not. The award winning Justice Hot or not. So Jess. Peabody, if you will. Peabody, Peabody award winning. All right, I don't know if we can say that. I, I just you make, <laughs> um, a, make make up a general award and say that. Um, it's 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 hot or not. Hot, bongies, shimmy shake goal celebration dance after his first you know you know first game of the goal goal of the game and whatnot i loved his shimmy it was very cute not heath's yellow card beginning to wonder if perhaps when heath actually gives a fuck he gets yellow cards maybe this is um not uh you know just happenstance coincidence i think we should keep an eye on it not hot. My man, Frank, he actually could have been my bad Freddie Adu. He just wasn't looking so hot. And then he missed that uh, PK pass from Reynoso. Was supposed to, and like it just went too far. Was that Reynoso's fault or, or Frank's fault? It felt like Frank's fault to me, but maybe I'm biased. Hot and not hot. Ramirez's goal in the 85th minute. It was a beaut, but, you know it made me really uncomfortable and I didn't like it either. But like I said, I watched this game knowing the score. And at this point I could be happy for Ramirez purely just because I knew that we win in the end. Banger hot Dotson coming in in the clutch. That was beautiful. I think that um, we should all start using his banger term again um, and go with this momentum. And then super extra doubly spicy, fiery, caliente hot winning at Columbus Crew at their hometown. I really did not see this coming. And we did it in penalties, which is extra drama and um, managed to pull it out. I'm shocked and awed and very appreciative but I want you guys to tell me more about this Toluca business because I don't know anything about them. And how hot are we going to be tomorrow? Today, if you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> we'll get to that after the break. 
Don't worry. We'll get, yeah, we'll, we will get to Toluca. Don't worry about that. Um, say, thank you. Sorry about that, Jess. And Jess, uh, it's analog with that. She literally wrote that out in her, in a notebook. So, um, big props to Jess for, for that. So that said notebook has Hello Kitty on it. Oh, this is a, this is not a visual medium, but thank you for sharing. <laughs> uh, all right. So other United news, uh, Minnesota United FC and Kamar Lawrence mutually agrees to part ways. Um, don't need to say too much about this um, other than this is not a match that was made in complete heaven. Um, money, basically, there's money off the books that frees up funds, basically covers Jan Gregus' prorated wages. He had some. He had some um, hamstring issues. He also had this having some family issues. Uh, also, this I guess Ethan Bristow, the the um, defender they signed from England, this basically frees up some opportunity for him to play and to get uh, either DJ Taylor off of the left hand side um, or provide a little more backup and with someone who's a little more consistent for Minnesota United FC. Listen. Uh... Between the Jan Gregus signing and Ethan Bristow signing that we reported on weeks ago, and now that Kamar Lawrence is gone, the, this whole thing feels like some mastermind pulling the strings. And, you know, MJ Anand's just kind of been ranting about this, that, you know, who's pulling the strings? Obviously not Heath. Obviously not Manny Lagos. It has to be Mark Watson. Mark Watson is the mastermind that is just like, you know what? We really would like Greg Rush back. We need him back. But you know what? We He's costing us too much money. Let's let him go. He'll go. And then when we get him back, he'll be less money. So this is all part of a brilliant plan. Um, I won't, because this is not a visual medium, I will not show the diagrams of um, the, that <laughs> are being drawn up on MJ Anon right now, but like, it's, it's pretty intense. Speaking of, uh, diagrams and pins and needles and, and strings and things like that, Minnesota United does the second most MLSE move ever. Um, oh yeah. In which they acquired $175,000 in 2023 general allocation money from LAFC in exchange for the discovery priority rights for Christian Oliveira. Um, who was just signed by LAFC, Oliveira's, I believe, from Uruguay. Um, he was on Minnesota's discovery list, and so therefore they needed to, uh, LAFC needed to pay Minnesota United money for the rights to him, for them to sign him. And then, not to be outdone by themselves, Minnesota does the most MLSE move ever. And this one might be a little weird. This might sound a little MJ Anonish, but trust me, it's, it's this is a, a legit true. MLS move. True. Uh, they acquired the rights of first refusal for uh midfielder Liam Frazier from Toronto FC in exchange for $50,000 in 2024 general allocation money. They, that game that we're talking about, uh, they then traded those rights to FC Dallas, uh, for a hundred thousand dollars in 2024. Gam. Um, basically netting $50,000 in 2024 GAM. Uh, totally, in total, they netted $225,000 in GAM um, based on uh, some, basically just some shrewd moves from the front office and um, some decent scouting or looking at transfer mark, I guess, maybe. Uh, so 
while Minnesota didn't do too much business that, you know, made uh, waves for their first team in the transfer deadline, um, $225,000 in GAM is not an insignificant amount of money. So $225,000 in GAM, that makes the $75,000 GAM that we're sending for Grey Goose to be, that's like pennies, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. Yeah, sure. Look at all the GAM we have for 2024. But, oh, what do you want? Oh, more GAM? Yeah. Grey Goose? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Come back to Minnesota. All the, all the GAM. All the GAM. So. All right, uh, let's, before the break, let's do our Once a Loon segment. Obviously, because we just played Columbus, it's got to be Christian Ramirez. MJ, take it away. We already talked about Christian Ramirez's goal, so I won't belabor that. Unusual for me. I will talk about, he sent out a really, really fun tweet. Um, lots of emotion tonight. Heartbreak emoji. Lots to learn from and improve. We'll be back. Thanks for your support tonight. Time to recharge and finish out the year strong. Hashtag crew 96 at MNUFC. Much love. Blue heart emoji. Good luck. Rest of the tourney. What a sweetheart. That's just him angling to, to come back and play a game at Allianz Field. He's never <laughs> going to play at Allianz Field. I'm, I'm just resigned to that fact. So um, <laughs> if he does Not like that, go ahead, Jess. Not until he's in black and blue. He's not. Yeah, um, I did. I did figure out, or there was somebody who figured out that if we if if we advance all the way to the final of the League's Cup tournament and Inter Miami advances all the way to the final of the League's Cup tournament, we would host Miami at Allianz Field. Oh my uh, god! And I feel like I could probably like pay for the next several years of my season tickets by selling that ticket and just watching that game with the Blackheart. So that's the that is what I'm rooting for right now. Um, uh, it, now is the reason why we would host does that have to do with this year's MLS standings or last year's MLS? Last standings? year's, last year's. Okay, and it's based and it's based on goal differential. That's how that is how crazy it is. Although I'm sure MLS would find a way to fuck us and put that game in like Soldier Field or something. So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, it is MLS. So all right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we have some Gopher Zucker stuff. Awesome. Some Aurora news. Uh, and then we will talk about that aforementioned Toluca match. So we will be right back. You want me to be that type of dude. And I want to be who you like me to. But we both know I can't do nothing at all. All right, and welcome back uh, to the Minnesota. Uh, I was gonna say the Minnesota Football Daves. This is not the Minnesota Football Daves. That is another show that MJ and I are on. We're recording that one Wednesday after the uh, World Cup uh, uh, round of sixteen is done. This is the Daves I know. Go for soccer. Their season is starting very soon, right, MJ? Yeah, today actually. Uh, th they have two exhibition games. Uh, today, they are open to the public, and they are free at Elizabeth Robbie Stadium. So today at 6 p.m., they play NDSU, and uh, they won that game. Uh, they looked good, but only one week of, of, of training for them. So they looked good, but rusty, as uh, my source, uh, i.e. Matt Provotsky, um, tells me. So they have a second exhibition game this week thursday 6 p.m versus iowa state come out to elizabeth 
Robbie Stadium for some free Minnesota Wholesale. Um, and then the regular season starts next week, Thursday, August 17th, 6 p.m. versus Niagara, and Sunday, August 20th, 1 p.m. versus New Hampshire. Both of those are at home. Come out to Elizabeth Rowell, Lyle Robbie Stadium. They are going to be fun games for Aurora fans. Get to see uh, Yelena Zabilich in a gopher jersey. Uh, the Harper sisters are back. The Brown sisters are back. Come out. It'll be fun. Um, I also have it on good authority that Equal Time Soccer uh, has a uh, THC seltzer sponsorship. Uh, and so if you go to the uh, the uh, Tales from Modest Brewing, um, available. So FYI, uh, check out the Pravatsky brothers, Matt and Mark, um, and uh, Equal Time Soccer <clears throat> on Twitter, and also MJ on Twitter. Uh, are you at the Are you at the tailgates, MJ? Or you You're probably going to generally be in the. Uh, I know. I know Mark. Or no, sorry. No, Matt is is calling games for uh, Minnesota and for. Uh, but I know there is going to be some. Yeah, there'll be some. There'll be some adult beverages of the alcoholic and also the THC variety at the pregame Eagle Time Soccer pregame pregame tailgate. So definitely go check them out. Uh, usually, I I do go to the tailgates. Get to meet a lot of Gopher parents there. And also important for me, get to get some free food. But I will probably be tailgating less this year because I will be in the press box. So yeah, um, ELR's it's such a nice stadium too, and it's it it's like it's just north of the State Fair, uh, the State Fairground. So it's not like so it's not like out of the city. But when you when you get there, you're like you feel like you're outside of the city because there's like cornfields and stuff around. And um, but it's a it's a really cool it's a really cool. Uh, isn't it technically in Falcon Heights or Roseville? It's not I think, no, it's not Roseville. I think it might be technically in Falcon Heights. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's just north of the fairgrounds, just north of the of the St. Paul campus uh, of the University of Minnesota, right next to the. What's I, I guess I guess would be west of the golf course, just west of the golf course, um, right off of Larpenter. It's 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 super nice. Um, it's a, it's uh, a east of the golf course. East of the golf course. Sorry, you're right. East of the golf course. So. All right, yeah, check out Go for Soccer as much as you possibly can. So, for Minnesota Aurora, um, they're still getting accolades uh, and promotions. Cat uh, Rap wins USLW Goal of the Year. Uh, can you remember remind us, MJ, of what this goal was? Uh, early July, they were playing Chicago City. It was uh, their second goal of the game. Um, great curling shot. Um, I believe it was. Mariah Wynn on the assist that centers the ball to Cat Rap, just inside the box or just outside the box. So from distance, a nice curling shot. The goalkeeper had no chance. This was also the goal that resulted in the shoe shine celebration, where uh, another player came up and shined uh, the boots of Cat Rap. So uh, right on. also historically last year. Aurora midfielder Addie Wickers won the USLW goal of the year. So two years in the USLW league, Aurora has won both goals of the year. Um, not really that surprising considering uh, the talent that they have and the type of goals that they score. Um, other accolades that are league-wide uh, USLW teams of the year, center back Tiana Harris already named uh, USLW defender of the year not surprisingly, makes the first team. Um, and then Hannah Adler makes uh, the second team. She was one of the top two goal scorers along with Maya Hansen for Aurora this year. 
Uh, yeah, and Tiana Harris is actually going, I don't remember exactly which team. She's going to a French uh, pro- a professional second division team um, wow. this, this fall. So um, I'm not sure if that's actually officially been announced. So don't tell anybody if I'm if I'm like leaking something I should be leaking. But um, it's fairly well known within the uh, Aurora soccer community. So and then uh, we have some more, more coach moves. Uh, we have coaches moving and getting better jobs. Um, basically, it seems like the last couple of weeks, every coach has got a new job. There's another one. Yeah. Last week, we reported that Jenny Clark uh, was headed to Northwestern. University within the Big Ten. Uh, this week, I'm happy to report that goalkeeper coach Cassie Ulrich is heading to Denver University. She was at a fairly small uh, university in Utah, so this is a big step up for her. Um, D1 school, and uh, looking forward to seeing what she does with Denver U. Uh, for those that don't know, she also has a master's degree in exercise science or athletic training or something like that. So she's um, kind of doubles as Aurora's fitness coach. So you get a goalkeeper coach and a fitness coach. She led a lot of the warm-ups and cool-downs, uh, stretching stuff for Aurora. So um, super uh, happy for her. Very impressive for Cassie Ulrich. Very cool. Cool. Um, we should actually try and get some one of, like, one of the coaches on uh, in the off-season, maybe post-college uh, season, MJ, from, from Aurora. I'm assuming you have some contacts over there. To talk, yeah, I can, uh, I can work that, on that. So. Let me know what week you, if you want to do it mid mid NCAA season or post NCAA season, we'll we'll go from there. Figure that, we'll figure that out. Um, <clears throat> all right, Toluca is coming up uh, tonight. I said if you're listening to this podcast on Tuesday, if you're not, well then we've already played them and you know what the result is. But Toluca, uh, Liga Mekis team, they are coming to Minnesota, um, having just beaten Sporting Kansas City four to one in the knockout round. Their other two matches in the League's Cup, they beat Nashville four to three in Nashville, and then uh, Colorado four to one in Colorado. Um, they've scored twelve goals in this tournament so far, uh, plus seven goal differential. So they will score a lot of goals, but their defense is also not super great. So this is an opportunity for Minnesota. MJ, tell us a little bit more about Toluca as a Liga MX team. So if you remember our playing Puebla, they were about at our level in the table. And what I mean by that is we are 10th in the table this year and in MLS. And last year, Puebla was 10th and 8th in the two in the two tables. So they were right around, you know, mid to lower mid table. Um, Toluca is actually a good Liga MX team. They finished 6th in the Apertura, made it to the Apertura playoff finals until they lost to Pachuca. And then uh, this, uh, in the more recent Clausura, took fourth. So expect them to be a, you know, not as good as a Club America, but expect them to be a better competition than Puebla was. Yeah. Um, Pedro Raul is probably the, the big name that people should keep an eye out for. He's a left winger from Brazil, uh, 26-year-old. He scored uh three goals so far in league's cup, I believe. Um, and you know, uh, they're just a, again, they're, they're, they're weirdly similar, similar to Minnesota and that they are, have, are, have a lot of offensive firepower and their defense is leaves a little bit to be desired. Um, right before the league's cup started, uh, they lost to Juarez at home 
four to two Juarez who didn't even make it to the knockout round of the, of the league's cup tournament. So this is a team that can concede goals. Um, they're also a team that can score goals too, and they can score goals in bunches. Their games, uh, they typically tend to score, um, score their goals uh, in, in groups of, of, of groups of goals. So um, the four, one versus Colorado was a little lopsided. There was a pen late, late in that game. Um, after they scored in like the 90th minute. So that one was relatively close, <clears throat> but um, it is uh, it is a team that we are probably not favored against, um, even at home, especially considering our home form. But I think it's an opportunity for Minnesota to, you know, like I said, if they, if they win this game, um, they have an opportunity to host the next round, the quarterfinals of this tournament. So I think this team, Minnesota specifically, needs to be going for it, <clears throat> going for it as hard as they possibly can. Yeah. Um, one more thing about Toluca, just tactically, you, you said that they're good at offense and bad at defense. Against Kansas City, they played a 3-1-4-2. If, that, if 3-1-4-2 doesn't, like, six attackers, it, it, yeah, they're offensive heavy. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they, they, they want to, yeah, bombard the goal. Um so it's great we have Boxel back and that, you know, the defense is playing well. So it will be sort of behoove, like incumbent on our defense to, you know, step up and continue to play well. So I expect Ethan Bristow to get his first start. That would be, I mean, that's, that is throwing, um, throwing him into the, into the lion's den for sure. For sure. So. And hopefully uh, DJ's face will be healed and DJ can start. <laughs> Yeah, uh, no word. I, I've not seen any word on whether he's been back in training. I he was back he in has. training. He was back in training. Was. Okay, okay, good. So, yeah, so hopefully DJ Taylor, um, I mean, Zarek Valentin is, is also capable. Um, but if Bristow is um, what the team claims him to be, like, it'd be great if he can step up and and join the that back line, which has been, you know, all things considered for this team, relatively solid. So, uh, all right. So what do we expect from this game? Um, Jess, you haven't said anything in a while. What do you think? Minnesota gonna gonna do it? Yes, we are. We are definitely gonna do it because I don't know Toluca, Adam from Eve, and so in my mind, we are far, far superior to them. All right, are we winning in regulation or penalties? Uh, I'm gonna say in regulation, three two. All right, very good. MJ, what you got? I have the same scoreline. Bongi gets another brace, but we lose three to two at home to Luca. Son of a bitch. All right. I'm gonna say penalties. I'm gonna say it's a it's three three. I'm gonna I'm gonna basically the exact almost the exact same scoreline as Columbus. Three three. We win four three in penalties, but we don't have to take that extra penalty. I think we actually win it in the in the five. So I think we miss one. But Toluca misses two. So and Dane gets a couple saves in the penalty shootout. So um there you go. So all right. What's we're not gonna talk women's world cup, Jess, unless you want to. Um, we're we're doing the Minnesota Football Davis podcast on Wednesday to talk about the knockout round matches, including the US. So Jess, unless you want you unless you have any women's world cup thoughts. Sad to see the US go out, but that's about it. That is 100 percent fair. And I think we all feel the same way. So uh, so yeah, so if you want to check that out, that, uh, that, well, that podcast will be dropping into the feed 
probably Thursday morning. We're going to record that um, a little bit later on Wednesday. I have, I have a soccer match on Wednesday, so I can't record until after nine o'clock. So um, yeah, you'll get all of our thoughts. I'm, I'm trying to decide if we should do a separate U.S. women's national team only podcast and then do the rest of the knockout rounds, or if we should just uh, set a timer. Um, MJ had made the great suggestion of setting a timer for 10 minutes for all of us to rant about the U.S. women's national team. We're going to have a, a full crew there. I think um, in addition to Eric and Rodrigo and, and Nubia, who's been joining us, I think Bridget McDowell, a uh, friend of the podcast, is also going to join us for that podcast. So I think we may be MJ, um, and I'm just doing a, a, a you know production meeting on air here, is that we should uh, maybe just record the U.S. women's stuff first, let that one download, and then record the other one and just do two podcasts. So I'm going to throw um, that out to the uh, – Joking the about 10 minutes. It would be great if it was like six or seven minutes. And then – yeah. You know, and, and what I mean by that is tell all of our co-hosts they only get six to seven minutes and then they will naturally go over because that is our. Oh, yeah. No, no. Trust me. I know. And Nubia and, and, and Rodrigo for sure. And I'm sure I will. Uh, I have a lot of thoughts. Well. Me, so me too. You too. Yeah. I think I think we should definitely I think maybe I, I might throw it out to like that. We should just like do two separate podcasts on the same. Day. Yep. Record the US one and then I can download that while we record the, uh, the second podcast and we can just put out two different podcasts. So, okay. Great production meeting, everybody. Good job. Thanks, Jess. <laughs> All right. Any, anything else uh, that we need to discuss before we adjourn for the evening? Come out okay. to some goal games. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they're super fun guys. Um, I, and there's, they're relatively like they're super cheap. Um, Jess, MJ, are you guys going to the, to the Toluca game tonight? I am not. Yes, yes, and I have an open ticket. If anybody knows yes. somebody to have a seat. All right. Well, I will get this out as soon as possible, first thing in the morning. And you can always hit up Jess at Jessica one four four zero eight three nine two. If you want that ticket, um, MJ is at MJ Matsui. I'm at Texas Eller. Uh, you can also reach us both at TDIKMN. Jess. Plug your summer soiree again, please. All right. It's this Saturday, August 12th at the Poor House in downtown Minneapolis. Doors are at 6. Show is at 7. It's a burlesque variety show. You can get your tickets at theroseacademy.com. All right. Do that. Uh, say hi when you see us uh, tonight here at the, either at the Black Art or at the game. And uh, we'll talk to you very, very soon. Um, probably... Thursday morning with uh, the Minnesota Football Daves. We have been the Daves, you know. This is Land here become feet, con. Yeah, uh, we, we do yeah. our thing, son. Who the act we attract to, hope to reach one. Uh, we, yeah. we, we do our thing, do it. Do it. We do our thing, son. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be we, done. We, we, we do our thing, son. Y'all know we can't do nothing at all.